Ace Podcast. Weird. Here we are, Craig. Time to do Mark Patrick's music. Well, the thing is, we got to get going. We got a producer here. She runs a tight ship. It's the Monday episode. You know what that means? Uh, it means this. Uh, I don't know what it means. It's episode two twelve, and we come, this will be released on Monday. And that means we don't do the uh, we don't do the uh, uh, stump the chump this week, and we don't have movie reviews. We get just straight to the news. The Monday episode doesn't mess around it don't mess around it don't mess around we just get straight to the news so now it's time for you ready to go Talk story. oh that was a little weak hang on <laughs> let me try that again i'm trying to fix a puzzle over here Talk story. there we go author of book how to murder your husband charged with murdering husband <laughs> <laughs> i've often wondered about this what better research to to if you're an author you can look up how how what's the best way to poison somebody what if you're an author an Arthur? He does as he pleases. You know, all of he his does. life. Yeah. yeah, his master's choices. <laughs> <clears throat> but anyway, deep in his heart, he's just a boy. You know, just a boy. That's the problem. <laughs> anyway. I'm so glad you could pull the lyrics out of your head because I couldn't. <laughs> I just couldn't. And I love that song, yeah, by the way. That's a great song. Christopher Cross. Man. He's awesome. Yeah, he was. Then he just sailed away. He, every time he sang, he sounded like he was running past the microphone. He's like, Arthur. <laughs> Lee. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, it was. And then you know, they talked about, uh, you know, uh, Laura. Laura, yeah, think of Laura. Don't think don't of Laura because she died. Laugh, laugh, don't cry, Laura, don't cry. Yeah, <laughs> but then he went. But, you didn't know I knew Christopher but Cross. Then did I, you? But then, as I mentioned a minute ago, he, he just sailed away. Yeah, he, he did. Maybe with Lionel, did they sail off together? I hope not. We got to have at least one of them. I like Lionel. You know who? You know who? I, who I think I like? Lionel's lost his mojo though. What's the guy's name that sang uh, "You're the Cat"? Al. That's, uh, uh, that's Al Stewart. Al Stewart. He just came to Nashville. Oh, it, he's still performing. Not in Nashville. That's over now. <laughs> It wasn't that long, huh? Are you going to read the story or, or what? A, working, it's a it's a Monday episode. I'm working a puzzle. We're here. supposed to be news, news, nothing but the news. So help us. <clears throat> a Roma, Roma, a Roma, a Roma tomato, a romance. A Roma we're, we're seriously, tomato. we are three <laughs> steps away from stroking out on the air. You know, I swear that, right? something's about to happen. One of us <laughs> is going to die on Mike one day. I'm I'm at least going to pass out. A romance. She just said, "Knock on wood," because she's hoping it'll happen. <laughs> Do, not, do, it, do 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 it. Are you ready? Yeah, I've been ready. Hey, TV voice. <laughs> Can I say that on the podcast? Why, why does anybody listen to us? Oh, I'll just <laughs> shut up, Beavis. Do they? Do they really I, listen? I don't know. We could. We may be talking to ourselves. I'm like into a void. It's just fun. Here we go. It's just fun. Listen to us. It's, it's for fun. fun. <clears throat> a romance writer has been indicted. On a murder charge in the death of her husband, Nancy Crampton Brophy. Oh, she's got three names. Yes, she does. NCB. Is that what means she called. did it. She's 68 years old. She Good was arrested grief. last week. Why did she just wait till he died? I mean, she's up there. She's about your age. I don't know. You don't, you live with him for a while, so maybe you can't tolerate him. She was arrested last week in the killings of her husband of 27 years. Oh, crud. I'm coming up on my 27th. I'm already past it. I think I'm safe. Uh, Daniel Brophy. At the Oregon Culinary Institute. Also known as Bro Cephas. Yeah, she killed him at the Culinary Institute. Bro Diddley. In, no, I'm just going to keep going. In November 2000. <laughs> Do you want me to put the, the, the soundboard on yeah. your side? Because you interrupt me more than I interrupt you. In November 2011, Crampton Brophy, the author of a series of novels about wrong love affairs, Bro wrote Jackson. a blog spot titled How to Murder Your Husband. 
Uh, in it, okay, it's introduction read. As a romantic suspense writer, I spend a lot of time thinking about murder and consequently uh, about police procedure. After all, if the murder is supposed to set me free, I certainly don't want to spend any time in jail. Well, she got something and wrong. And let me say clearly for the record, I don't like jumps. I don't like jumpsuits, and orange isn't my color. But orange is the new black. According to somebody. So I've read. The Multnomah <laughs> County District. Multnomah? Oh, my gosh. This is crazy. Did you see the name? Oh, my goodness. Are you related? The Mult, the Multnomah County District Attorney, Rod Underhill. Also known as CDA, Rod Underhill. <clears throat> really? Yeah, CDA. What's CDA? County District Attorney. Oh, right. Yeah. Uh, Rod Underhill announced on Friday that a grand jury had returned the indictment against Crampton Brophy. That's a great name. Cramp, Crampton Brophy might be a good band name. Crampton Brophy tonight's brand name. Brand name? Brand name. <laughs> wow. And Aaron is the recipient of tonight's tonight's stroke. <laughs> I gave myself applause on that. Daniel Brophy, 63, was a well-liked instructor at the OCI. Also known as Bro Jackson. <clears throat> he was alone in a kitchen early on the 2nd of June when he was shot. There were no obvious suspects. On Facebook on uh, the 3rd of June, his wife wrote, I have sad news to relate. My husband and best friend, Chef Dan Brophy, was killed yesterday morning. You might know him as Bro Jackson. <laughs> For those of you who are close to me and feel this deserved a phone call, you are right, but I'm struggling to make sense of everything right now, and I don't even have a telephone. <laughs> I have to go wash my clothes and my to, hands. I've, I've got a lot, do, do you know of anything I get a lot of blood out of something with? Is in bleach her, okay? In her 2011 blog post, she had written, I find it easier to wish people... She changes her. This is, this is her writing voice. Yeah, it's, it's different than her, uh, her sad actual, voice. Yeah, right. yeah. I, I find it easier to wish people dead than to actually kill them. I don't want to worry about well, blood and brains splattered on my walls. Let and, me stop you right there, Craig. Doesn't everyone one find it easier to wish people dead than to actually kill them? Does, think, does she stand alone in that? Some people find it easier just to kill people. Bro Cephas. And really, I'm not good at remembering lies, but the thing I know about murder is that every one of us have it in him or her when pushed far enough. That's not true. I don't think there's anything... Say that one more time, I'll kill you. <laughs> Lighten up, Francis. Call me Francis, I'll kill you. Headline is... Oh, wait a minute. We gotta do this. I like it every time I start the same you and I lean back like we got a minute to take a break. <laughs> it goes on forever. <laughs> Arthur, he does Watch out. <laughs> Thanks, Mr. Cross. Oh, the snake hole. Freaky. Freaky snake hole. He said, Freaky. The snake hole, man. Headline is Fighting Pythons Drop from Ceiling into Family's Home. You know where this happened, Craig? At their home? It, ha <laughs> it happened in Australia, mate. Of course it did. <laughs> Too bad I don't have an Australia button on my soundboard. An Australian snake catcher captured video of two... Yeah, we don't have, the, we don't have the, the Australian song anymore. Do the kangaroo. <laughs> what did I just say? What, just, is, there, is there an echo in here? Was there an echo in here? <laughs> Australian snake catcher captured video of two coastal carpet pythons attacking each other inside a family spare bedroom. Hey, speaking of snake catchers... How's Pops? Pops is doing great. What's that got to do with snake catchers? You know what they called him in the war? 
He has some snakeskin boots, maybe. I mean, well, that's probably what I'm confusing it with. It all went down, literally, after the male snakes fell from the ceiling duck inside a home in Western. 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 Did you say <laughs> fail? Fail. <laughs> Hang on, let me do this. Are you done? You done? It all went down, literally, after the male snakes fell from a ceiling duct. Wait, in, these are snakes with little packs of, with, like, letters and stuff? Inside They're, a home <laughs> in western Brisbane suburb. This pair has been a bit naughty, Lena Field from Snake Catchers Brisbane said in a Facebook Live on the scene on Sunday. Oh, they have pushed their way through the ceiling and left a bit of a mess. They were trying to get to my blooming onions and my chocolate thunders from down unders, and I said, that's not a snake. But it was. The snakes, apparently small for that area. Are, Aaron, yeah. But it was a snake. The snakes. I just want to narrate with you. Apparently small <clears throat> for the area are about 5.7 feet long. Good night. Good night. Phil said as the reptiles thrashed and wrestled near a bedroom closet. The video shows the snakes twisting around each other, even slamming the other to the ground, kind of like you did with E earlier. Yeah, when he tapped here out. In the studio, yeah. The reason for the violent fight? A lady snake. Field explained that males tracking the scent of a female python will often duke it out to prove who is stronger and more deserving of the mate. Put them up. Put them up. Sounds a lot like us. <laughs> Humans. They, oh, I thought you meant us. Oh, they could continue like this for hours until one is exhausted, Field said. While these snakes were evenly matched, Field said battles between large and small okay snakes. Yeah, I am. Uh, my Australian throat was hurting for a second. While these snakes were eventually uh, were evenly matched, Field said battles between large and small snakes can end in a nasty bite. Field, who appeared feet away from the Raging Pythons, tonight's band name, Raging Pythons. <laughs> Do we already have a band name? Oh, never mind. It's okay, no, it counts. We no, it doesn't count. It doesn't count. It does count. Raging Pythons is a pretty good name. Yeah, but it doesn't count. Also assured Neither viewers you, but you're on the podcast that she was watching at a safe distance and the snakes were more interested in each other than her. She recorded more than five minutes of video before she says she caught and relocated the pythons to a bushy creek over a mile away. Why? Why in Australia, of all places, do you relocate the pythons? I would relocate them. I don't know why you relocate the pythons. <laughs> I would relocate them without their heads is what I would do. No word on location or relationship status of the female python at the center relationship of this love triangle. Relationship status. Yes. You just burn the whole house down. Absolutely. Don't relocate the snake. Stop it. Mystery accordion men keep popping up on the TTC to play Despaccio. What? Despaccio? Oh, I thought it was Desperado. Des- <laughs> Mystery accordion men keep yes. popping up uh, the TTC to play Despaccio. What is that? Despaccio. Despicata. I am so Desp- Desp- uncultured. Despacio? I think it's Despacio. Sure, whatever. Hey, it's me, Despacio. <laughs> <laughs> no. <clears throat> you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. A pair of mystery men armed with accordions keep popping up uh, during TTC commutes to play the hit summer earworm Despacio. Do we we, we got to find that, yeah. We got to find it while I'm reading this. Commuters have spotted the musicians on subway trains. Um, you want me to read while you look? No, I'm looking. Go ahead. Um, throughout the city, the TTC says they were, uh, they are aware of the men. The accordionist, accordionist. Oh, did somebody complain? I mean, why are they aware? To, I don't know, to, uh, to play alone, but it isn't clear who the two men are and why they're playing this song. Reaction to the busking, that's when you put your thing out, the hat out there and get money. Yes, busking. 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 Yeah, uh, has been, yeah, I didn't know that term for a long time. Despacito. I don't think that's it. But anyway, um, 
it's been deeply divided. That's what it looks some like. Loved, uh, some have loved hearing uh, music mid-commute while others loathe it. Why? Why would you loathe that? Unless you were like listening to something and it was like Well, it's, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to paraphrase here. It's a divisive tune. The song became the most viewed clip of all time on YouTube last summer. It's now more than 5 billion views and the most streamed track of all time. Why don't we know it? Or is it are we that old? old? Yeah, we're that old. Does, <laughs> does our producer know it? Sarah, do you know the song Des, Despiacio? Des, uh, uh, Despiacio? Do you know Desperado? Why don't you come to your senses? Yeah, why don't you know that? Yeah. <laughs> what have you been out riding fences <laughs> for so long? What? I'm trying to look up this thing and All right, I'm gonna take over for you. TTC spokesperson, I'm Craig. I'm so smart. Stuart Green says transit enforcement officers come across the men a few times. Is it earlier. a Justin Bieber song? That's a, okay. I like Justin Bieber. In case I missed that. Look at me. I'm Craig. I'm still reading earlier this no, month. No, waiting for this 14-minute ad to go away. 14-second so ad. We'll Look go. at me. I'm Craig. They've given them warnings. Buskers are only allowed to play in designated areas within TTC stations and must be approved performers. No playing is permitted on the trains. That's not a, an accordion, Craig. No, but this is the song they're playing. Look at me dance. Oh, they can't see me. Yeah, we can't play this because we're not legally able to play this whole thing. Actually, under fair trade, we can play 30 seconds because we're talking about it. I do know that song. So it is Despacito. Whatever. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just glad we came to our senses. Headline is... Hey, you out riding fences? <laughs> For we, so long, I've already done we've that. We've that dead horse, yeah. haven't we? <laughs> of course, of course. Of course we have, of course. Headline is felony... <clears throat> no, felon named felony charged with a, with new felonies. What? Let me say that again. Felon <laughs> named it, felony... Okay, so it's a, it's a felon. It's a criminal. Named, named felony, felony. Charged with new felonies. Oh. And of course, Portland, Oregon. Felony Hudson, a 22-year-old man from Salem, Oregon, is accused of felony kidnapping, felony eluding, felony possession of a stolen vehicle and nearly a handful of misdemeanors after being pursued by police across state lines. Hudson appeared in court Wednesday afternoon where he was formally charged with a total of three felonies and four misdemeanors. For those of you keeping count, that's seven charges. So they call him misdemeanors. <laughs> Did we ever find out who that was? Misdemeanor. Misdemeanors. Or, or miss, misss-meanor? Misdemeanor? No? Miss? According to Vancouver police spokesman, Kim Cap. Myth? Hello, myth. myth. Officers received a report around 7.30 p.m. Tuesday of a female being assaulted inside a moving vehicle. The vehicle was traveling northbound. Uh, the driver, later identified as Hudson, ran a red light and continued to drive erratically. Cap said the vehicle had been reported stolen out of Portland about a week ago. So he's racking up crimes as he goes along. And if you name your child, I blame his parents. I really do. Because you name your child felony, Craig, you're setting them up. Right. That's like that's why a lot of people name their kids like uh, General. General, president. I'm, if I have another son, I'm going to name him president. Or Mr. You're not going to have another son. No, nah, that, that wouldn't be very possible. I burned down the only tree in my forest, so to speak, <laughs> as they say. <clears throat> this just got weird. <laughs> all right. That's all I got to say about felon and his felonies. And That was it? Yeah. I kind of feel like I slept through most of that story. You did. You were busy. Hey, McDonald's customers who hung fake poster in restaurant received $25,000. Did you see this by any chance? No. I'm Have you seen the story? No, I'm about to. It's awesome. If, Are you, you going to watch it? I'm, no, I'm actually going to read it. Oh, okay, if, just if, go if ahead. If the person across me will quit talking go to ahead. me. Go ahead. Go ahead. According to Fox News, two gentlemen out of per- Pearland, Texas, were awarded That's for, Pearland. for their prank 
with a big payout from the fast food chain. It's kind of like Disneyland, but instead of mice, you have pears. Uh, Jev Maravilla, Bob Vila, 21. <laughs> and Jev Bob, Bob Maravilla. Maravilla and his friend Christian Toledo, Christian Holy Toledo, 25. <laughs> That's a good play on words. Placed uh, the poster on the restaurant's wall after noticing the lack of Asian representation in their marketing materials. Um we were eating McDonald's one day. No, 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 no. Oh, we were eating McDonald's one day. We look around, saw there no posters around. They have no Asians, said Maravilla. Maria they had other races, but no Asians. So we felt like it was our duty to put ourselves up there. Really? <laughs> yeah, they did. I don't see naked mole rats getting upset, putting their posters on the wall. I don't yeah, well, see. They, they don't have posable thumbs either, do they? No, I guess not. I mean, I still see. I'll see somebody who's like, you know. I mean, really, it's what are you a McDonald's. It's a Mc, nothing. They're I think great that's, people. I think it's awesome if they want to do this. It's not like I'm not. It's not about that. Okay. It's like who walks in. I don't walk into McDonald's and take inventory of what's on the wall and go. Well, there's not enough goofy white middle aged guys, you know. On well, if the there wall. weren't, I, I might do something. I might put a poster up. Anyway, the pair came up with a master plan to buy old McDonald's uniforms from Goodwill. Like, you just go out and find those. Well, they did. I guess. And create fake badges. The two were worried they would get into trouble. Why don't they just Photoshop it? Why this go buy the outfit? kills me. The two were worried they would get into trouble. But surprisingly, the sign remained unnoticed <laughs> for 51 days. <laughs> Almost two months, their poster hung. And Craig, you know how they had those big pictures of yeah. McDonald's? It was big. I mean, it was like. Do you think the manager's like, oh, They covered no. up one of those big posters with theirs. Eventually. They took to Twitter to post about their prank. Nobody noticed. They had to let somebody know. It didn't take long for the post uh, before the post went viral. The pair were on the Ellen DeGeneres show, of course. When they found out McDonald's, you wants, like that show? Uh, I don't got nothing against her. I, I love I, it. I mean, I don't really watch it. I, I the, love that all, show. All the clips I've seen, I've enjoyed, but I just don't really. Uh, when they found out McDonald's wants what now? What? It didn't take long before the post went viral. The pair were on the Ellen DeGeneres show when they found out McDonald's wants more Asian American representation in their marketing. The food uh, now company, they do. The, yes, certainly now they do. <laughs> yeah. The food company reported they will feature both Maravilla, Maravilla, whatever, and Toledo, and Holy Toledo, in an upcoming campaign. The two were also they're, given they're twenty-five. Running, they're running for office. They were also given twenty-five thousand dollars for their participation in the promotion, and maybe just to maybe get them not to like make a bigger deal out of it than <laughs> yeah. it already is. Oh, we love Asians. Yeah, yeah. Have you tried our Asian sauce? <laughs> As for <laughs> the picture, it was removed due to renovations. However, it will be auctioned off, and the proceeds will be donated to charity. This never happens to us. No. Just like the peanut butter truck. You know what happened to us? We get arrested. We, we, we get we in get trouble. thrown in the slammer. Uh, and, <laughs> the the and, Gray Bar Motel. Yeah, the Stony Lonesome. Yeah. Big house. Yeah. The lockup. Of course. Headline is, have you heard about this one by any chance? Husband arrested for walking wife with dementia on a dog leash at the fair. Whew, this is tough. A man was arrested at a Pennsylvania fair for using a dog leash to walk his wife, who has late-stage dementia, police said. Walter William Wolford, uh, Triple W to his friends, senior, age 66, of Hagerstown, was charged with one count of simple assault at the York Fair on Saturday after a witness told police they saw Wolford leading his wife, Katherine Wolford. Um, well, the first four letters of her word is of her name is Wolf. So, uh, <clears throat> Katherine Wolford around I was the fairgrounds. Trying to growl, but I didn't do a good job. No, it's your throat's messed up. Around the fairgrounds with a red nylon dog leash about eight feet long. At one point, Wolford was spotted yanking the leash, causing his wife's head to move backwards and for her to sustain red marks around her throat. This guy's got issues. 
Maybe I, it's the only way you can keep up well, with Well, that's her. what he's trying to say, but I don't know. Responding cops noted Catherine Wolford's condition as she was being treated by medical personnel. I uh, mean, you could. I mean, you could put one of those. If she's prone to wander off, and it's for her own safety. Yeah. They make, you know, like a harness like little kids would have with a little leash well, on Well, he, he actually claims that it started around her waist, but somehow, somehow worked its way up to her neck. Uh, so the police says she was very disoriented, did not know where she was, but she does have, you know, late-stage dementia. She didn't know her own name and spoke in gibberish. Wolford told police... It sounds he, like you on a good day. <laughs> Wolford, it does, doesn't it? Told police he took his wife to the fair last year without a leash, but she wandered away from him, prompting the and idea to restrain her. had to pay her. the fee to get her out because <laughs> they had her at the pound. Yeah, Walter told me that he originally placed the leash around her waist, but somehow, Craig, just somehow it had moved up around her neck. And when she walked away from him with all the slack, it became taut. He, but if a cup, but if a goth couple walked in, and that's happened, and they had a leash around the girl's neck, nobody yeah. would bat an eye. No, because they'd have all. He blood. probably wouldn't be tugging on her. This guy well, actually jerked his wife's neck. Walford said his wife suffers from late stage dementia. How about this? How about you leave her home and tell her she went to the fair instead of taking her out with a dog leash, or take her somewhere other than the fair, or just take her, dairy, a movie. Take her to Dairy Queen. Oh. Take anybody to Dairy Queen. Get her peanut butter parfait. Oh, now you're singing my song, More like man. Peanut butter perfect. <laughs> I like it. About. That's what I'm talking about. Have you had Have you had the Reese's Ultimate one? No, man. That's too much for me. That's too much. I'm just no. I'm just I'm dieting, so I've got a limit. I'm I'm allowing a little bit of sugar into my diet now because I'm kind of coming out of it. But a peanut. A, a, I don't a, think you're coming out of it anytime soon. <laughs> I think this is pretty much a permanent situation for you. Well, well, Wolford said his wife suffers from late-stage dementia. You've said that. A doctor gave her two years to live about five years ago. She just won't die. <laughs> thought maybe the dog leash would help. She's no longer taking medication for dementia because they don't make any medications that work, Wolford told police. Investigators also got in touch with the Wolford's son, Walter Wolford Jr., who told police WWJ. WW who told police he believed his father was not abusive to his mother. Wolford maintained he never meant to harm his wife. I don't really know what I did wrong, Wolford told the post on Wednesday. I was trying to keep track of my wife. She's three times faster than I am. That's part of her dementia. She simply runs away. Keep her at home, Mr. Wolford. Yeah. For Pete's sake. Wolford says Saturday marked the third time he had used the leash. The first, well, don't start putting numbers on it. <laughs> the first time she didn't like it, so I didn't do it again, he said. But then six months later, I tried it on her at a carnival. It okay. worked okay. Here's the thing. <laughs> if it was a harness around her middle section, it yes. wouldn't end up on her neck. No. How could that happen? Unless she took it off and you'd have to tighten said, it up. what? I quit using the stun gun. <laughs> <laughs> this is the third time, and I was just trying to keep her from running away from me. That's all. Wolford insisted he's, insisted he's not the monster uh, some at the fair claim he was. Like people at the fair could be pointing fingers at that. Yeah, really. <laughs> See that man over there? What a monster. Come on, kids. Get on the ride. <laughs> I don't really like using it, but it it was either that or not take her. Well, how about take not taking her then? I love my wife more than anything in the world, but it's very difficult to take care of someone with severe, severe dementia. <laughs> That's a good idea. Or here's the thing. If she's that far along, just don't take her. That's what I'm saying. Why don't just leave her at home? She's not going to know the difference. Mm-mm. Bless her heart. They're not making me out to be a monster, but hurting my wife is the last thing I wanted to do. Craig, what if she did die two years ago? And she's reanimated. Yeah, it's a zombie. Or she's just been replaced with mechanical parts. She's a robot. She's a ro-zombie. 
She's a zombie bot. Please quit talking. Zombot. Please quit talking. <laughs> she's she's a zombot. <laughs> Spiders blamed after broken siren played creepy nursery rhymes <laughs> randomly at night to UK townsfolk. Oh my gosh! Can you imagine waking up in the middle of the night to, "Hello, little baby"? Oh There's my something gosh! Really creepy. Like Annabelle running across the room. Yes. Have you seen that movie? No, I haven't. I've not watched it. What did, was it? Hereditary? The one you said, "Don't bother." Yes. Horrible. Stay far away from that one. It, I think I gave it one out of seven uh, ghosts or yeah. something. Yeah. Okay. Floating in on the wind yet again. <laughs> this is so poetic. It really is. Floating in on the wind yet again. The sound of its raining, its oh my pouring, gosh. being sung by a child and the creepy oh siren gosh. in Britain. <laughs> Can you imagine? The the Ipswich Star. See, I'm working in the IT field. I was going to say, say the that? IP switch. Can you say that yeah, word? Yeah, I was going to say the IP switch. Yeah. Um, the Ipswich the Ipswich, Ipswich Star reports. That's the one guy that's famous there. Reports. <laughs> he, on was, he was on dancing. No, he was. <laughs> yeah. uh, he was on uh, America's Got Talent. Yeah, yeah. He didn't make it through. Britain's Got Toast. <laughs> Britain's Got Biscuits. <laughs> Uh, he reports that on one, uh, what one local described as something from a horror movie. Something from a horror movie. I would say so. I've embedded, uh, I've embedded a recording made by one alarmed local at the top of this post, so you know what they are hearing. We oh, don't, I didn't, we don't, we I don't have, have it. it. Oh, way, have to, it. way to ruin it. Okay, a tormented mother living in Bramford <laughs> Road uh, with her two young children has been woken up, uh, woken up, woken on an almost nightly basis. By a tinny, distant tiny. rendition. Tiny. Tinny. T-I-N-N-Y. <laughs> tinny. I think they mean tiny. Well, no, tinny sounding. Like it comes out of a... Oh, like a, that's like, even worse. Like yeah. an old gramophone. Right. Yeah, okay. Yeah, don't correct it's me. It's tinny, don't man. Don't correct me again. All right? Are you wearing your tinny shoes? No. <clears throat> don't correct me. It's a, <laughs> distance, it's a distant rendition. I ha- and the thing is, I got a word right, and you, make, you tell me I'm wrong. Consider yourself corrected. Uh, it's a tinny... <laughs> Distant rendition of It's Raining, It's Pouring. She said that uh, the threatening undertone of the song had left her frightened and questioning whether she was imagining things. After months of torment, she finally reported the unusual complaint to Ipswich Borough Council. Ipswich sounds like pig Latin. It does. Sounds like some made-up word. Um, Ipswich. Ipswich. The next time it happened, they scrambled workers to her address, and she helped them track down the unnerving music to a loudspeaker installed at an industrial premises uh, on the neighboring uh, Farting Road estate. What was that? Who had a ding happen out their phone? Who was that? Who brought? Who did? That was him. It was him. Everybody, it was him. Guilty. Guilty. (laughs) Anyway, back to Farting Road. Uh, uh, an industrial premises on the neighboring Farthing Road Estate Business Park. The council subsequently issued a press statement which follows. This is a unique, uh, this is unique in our experience. It was uh, difficult to believe a nursery rhyme could be playing in the middle of the night, but we do take all, com- oh yes, all complaints extremely seriously. And as the residents who contacted us to let us know when it actually was playing so we could investigate, oh, of course, properly. We took the call around midnight and immediately went to the Bramsford Road area to find out more. We did hear the nursery rhyme. It was quite a, quite a good tune. A little beat. Kids seemed to like it. They were dancing to it. It had a Playing. Beat. You could bug out to it. <laughs> Playing from an industrial premises and sounded very eerie at that time of night. 
We appreciate that people living nearby would find it quite spooky. The premises operators blame spiders. You know, the spiders playing all their music. What are you doing over there? <laughs> are the spiders singing? I don't understand how they're blaming spiders. Uh, the, the sound is only supposed to act as a deterrent for opportunistic oh. thieves that come onto our property. And it's designed only... Actually, this is a totally different person. So, and I'm, <laughs> but I like that guy's voice so much. <clears throat> Oh, the, the sound is supposed to act like a deterrent for opt, 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 uh, it's really hard to say opt, opportunistic <laughs> thieves. He stutters. He's got a speech impediment. That's Leave a hard on. word. Try it. Opportunistic thieves that come into our property, and it's designed only to be heard by people on our private land. We are now aware of the problem. The motion sensors were being triggered by spiders oh, crawling see. across the lens of our cameras, and it looks as though we have turned up turned it up too loudly so they had a creepy deterrent for we, people that like snuck yeah. onto the property we've spoken to the resident who brought it to our attention and adjusted it so it would not happen again the bbc adds that it had gone <laughs> oh, on yeah. for months but tell, i tell you if i if okay first of all i wouldn't do this but if i was going to go on to somebody's land to break into a building and it was dark and i started hearing some creepy, oh yeah heck yes i'd be out of there i'd be back over that fence in a heartbeat Craig, you ever do you like a, a good bake sale? You go to like church I'm so bake glad you sales. Said, Craig, you like marijuana? No, no. Do you like bake sales? Yeah, I, I do too. I, I can't keep my fingers off the edibles. I go in there. and well, That's why it's called a. Well, that's everything in a bake sale, yeah. right? And then they always say something silly like, like "Are you going to pay for that?" Or twenty bucks? <laughs> are you going to pay me or what? You know what's fun? When I was in elementary school, before the 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 overbearing <laughs> political nonsense Your expression. Just oh, I'm just so. <laughs> Oh, it makes, oh, it makes me so mad. <laughs> Did you read it in the papers? It makes me crazy. It's in the papers. <laughs> they wouldn't let... Uh, I tell you, you all right? Yeah, they, you know what's behind it? The Queen, <laughs> the Gettys, the Rothschilds, and before he went to the Colonel. If you want my body. <laughs> so, they had cakewalks. Colonel with elementary his little school, Yeah. Oh, okay, you're going to eat my chicken. So... Um, <laughs> You said cakewalks. You walk around on numbers, and when the oh, music would yeah, stop, you'd I remember, stop. I and want you, a cake and one you time. you win, like, cakes, pies. Like a, yes. They, they started considering it gambling because you're paying for tickets oh, to get gosh. it. Oh, my I know it's ridiculous. Yeah, so when I'm, I was in elementary school, I won a German chocolate cake, and I thought that since I won it, nobody in the house could eat it but me. How long did it take it to ship it to you? <laughs> the shipping was incredible. <laughs> I took it home with me, but Alan ate it. Of course he, he did. Was, I won it. He ate like the whole thing. You know what my dream is? What? To hear this stinking story. <laughs> oh, go ahead. Oh, it's me. It's me. Yeah, why are you standing over there? <laughs> because I got tired of sitting. How about that? That's something new is for it you. okay with you? That's something new for you, isn't it? Headline is, woman, women arrested for selling marijuana edibles at a church event. Now, see, Craig, this, this kind of makes sense because if you sell marijuana edibles, doesn't that make give you the munchies? So that maybe they were just trying to increase profits. You speak from experience? I don't I know. don't. I don't. I'm asking you. you I just kind of heard lot of, that. You seem to like know a lot about it. Two women face felony charges, uh, felony drug charges, after agents from uh, a narcotics team found they were selling marijuana edibles at a church event. Police uh, say nar- the narcotics team uh, bought several of the items and then kept an eye on Cooper. I guess Cooper was one of them. They followed both women to another location where they searched Presley's vehicle. So we're dealing with Cooper and Presley, apparently. Inside, they say they found a large amount of marijuana edibles, more than $1,000 in cash, and a loaded gun. Uh-oh, now you're talking trouble, which they believe Cooper had in her possession while manning her booth. I guess so. You want to protect stuff like that. I would think so. Both Cooper and Presley, I've got all their albums, now face felony charges and are in a Cheatham County jail. However, agents say they do not believe Presley participated in the edible sales that occurred on the ch- church property, so she'll probably be okay. 
CNT agents also say Cooper was actively advertising the illegal baked goods on various social media websites. Here's a good rule of thumb, Craig. If you're going to sell uh, marijuana-laced foods, don't don't post it on Facebook. I wouldn't think you'd want to. I mean, it's advertising, but you're also letting everybody know what you're, the illegal activity you're doing. So anyway, uh, the church people said we had no idea what was going on here. Uh, shock and disbelief. Why would something like this go on uh, You have God's ha- when you have God's house involved? This brazen, illegal bake sale had some asking, is anything really sacred anymore? <laughs> okay, that is creepy. That, we're going back a couple of stories here to Spider's That's actually brain. not even the real one. I just found that it was creepy. So that is still, yes, that's very, very creepy. So anyway, had two women trying to sell marijuana lace food. You see what it's like? Sale. What? I will shut this podcast down. I don't have it a day and 12 and a half. How about that? $20 to a half, $7 and a half, $30. Yep, $30 down here. You're going to take this next story. Yeah, you done talking about marijuana? This kind of makes me mad. New Hampshire man, what, me or the story? Both. Okay. New Hampshire man has toddler climb onto arcade game to steal prizes. Wow. Wish I would have thought of this when my kids were there. <laughs> Please are looking for, no kids. Sarah, That's wrong. Sarah I'm just probably could still do it. I was thinking that. She probably could. We just ask her to climb on up in there. The no, problem is they have to cut her out of it because she's so tall now. Her legs would be sticking out. That's true. <laughs> Police are looking for a man who allegedly used a tiny accomplice to... Well, you could probably do it, actually. Oh, that's funny. That's a funny. tiny accomplice to steal several items from an arcade-style game at a New Hampshire mall last week. The suspect told a, uh, told a small... The suspect told a small female toddler to climb into the bottom of the game at the mall at Rockingham Park in Salem, police said. Once inside the arcade vending machine, the tot grabbed several items and handed them to the suspect. Starting young. <laughs> Prizes just dropping out of this machine, yeah. man. The alleged heist occurred shortly after 6 p.m. Like that matters to the story. <laughs> Salem uh, police posted p- photos and a video of the alleged crime on its Facebook page. This is no time to be posting stuff on your timeline. <laughs> you should be catching these people. Asking the public's help to identify the man. The suspect was described as a white Hispanic male between 20 and 30 years old. Another young boy who police said was between five and seven years old was also seen uh, with the suspect during the incident. He was supposed to be in another machine and he, he just wasn't doing his he job. He was not on his post. No. Red Robin hostess Hannah Foriz says she witnessed the alleged theft and alerted mall security. Two people came into the restaurant and I heard them say that's so unsafe. So I went outside and I saw the toddler's head peeping <laughs> out from the front of the machine. <laughs> Faris told New Hampshire. She moved there from the south, by the way. She's in New Hampshire now. She said she saw the trio leave the area with multiple prizes, including video game systems. Wow, that's one of those expensive ones. Yeah, you know. Here's an idea. Yeah. How about you make the doors on those things smaller? That's not a bad idea. Or just make it a little chute. The thing slides down. Something. Some of these have like iPhones. You know, they have iPhones. (laughs) They have big prizes in them. Hand, so um, they do, and they're all rigged. There's a video. They out are there. all rigged. They are rigged. Yeah. There's a video out there of a guy that actually recorded himself trying to play the game. We have to stop the light at a certain time or something at the top of the tower. And, yeah. And you, you go until you get higher and higher. Anyway, and if you, of course, it's rigged because they don't want, they lose their shirts. You're not going to give away an iPod for three bucks or they whatever will it is. every so many winners. Yeah, you just have to be the lucky and, one. And, and he had video showing where the game actually flipped the script on the light. Like when he got, he, he proved in the video that, that it actually skipped to the next light or something to keep him from winning. And yet we can't have a cakewalk. No. We cannot. Oh my goodness. And that's gambling too. 
I know. It? Yeah, that's to me. That's really gambling. It is. Hey, it's time for the Mark Patch Top Ten. This week, Craig, we got the top ten best movies of 2018 so far. Number ten. We're gonna get through this list. And this comes to us from thetop10s.com, your best source for top ten. Number list. ten, a Wes Anderson film I probably will never watch. I want to see this movie so Isle bad. Isle of Dogs. It's available now on DVD. I plan to watch. Uh, number nine of the top ten best movies of 2018 so far, Ant Man and the Wasp. Love it. I've seen nine of these ten movies, by the way. I've seen the only, a lot of these. The only one I haven't seen was Isle of Dogs, number ten. Ant-Man and the Wasp was a blast. Great. It was one of those rare situations where I think the second one might be better than the first one. Yeah. Number eight, a movie that I'm not a big fan of, A Quiet Place. I really liked it. I thought it was great. I thought it was lazy at the end. Well, maybe, but it was still good. I mean, I enjoyed it up to the end, and then I thought I expected more to happen, and it just got lazy at the end. Number seven of the top ten best movies of 2018 so far, my favorite Star Wars movie, Solo. Your favorite ever Star Wars movie. Yes, it is. No, not yes. better than Empire Strikes Back. Yes, Come on. it is. Whatever. To me, it was. I enjoyed it more. Well, you don't get out a lot. Solo, number a Star six, Wars story. I, number six, I would have seen if uh, MoviePass was allowing it. I saw it in 3D. Time. Mission Impossible, Fallout. Great movie. A lot of fun. They're all good. Yeah. Uh, number five. Big fan of this movie. I was disappointed I after reading the book. Movie. Oh well, you're, you can't compare it that way. You got to go watch the movie for what it is. Ready Player One, which was a good. It was a fun movie. I was just expecting more. Uh, number four, I did not see because I don't want to make God cry. Uh, Deadpool Two. Oh, oh you, you saw that one? Did yes. you saw that one? Lori and I saw it on date night. Yeah. Number three. The raindrops the t- outside. Those the, are his tears. The top ten best movies. The Black Panther. Not the Black Panther. Oh, Panther. Just, Black just, Panther. just Black Panther. Yeah. Fantastic movie. Number two, The Incredibles 2. Yes, that was awesome. It was good. It wasn't as good as the first one, though. I loved it. I thought it was, actually. Um, uh, the number one best movie of 2018 so far, Avengers Infinity War. It was good. I, I, like really we, liked it. I feel like we were in a marathon just then. We went through as fast as we could. We're sleepy. We're ready to get out of here. I'm not sleepy. We're ready to get out of the studio. I'm ready for you to get out of the studio. Hey, thanks for listening uh, to... Stop touching my buttons. Thanks for listening to episode 212. Uh, much thanks to our producer, Sarah Lindsay, for being in the studio with us tonight. At please, the Annex. Please tell your friends to uh, to check out the Weird Podcast. Please. Leave us a review. If By golly, we're, so twice, we're twice nominated for a podcast award. That's right. So we can't be all bad. We can't be all good, but... Have a great week. We'll see you on Friday. Bye.